The things that have really shocked me since going vegan, the things that have really stuck with me, like the, I've said it before on, in interviews, um, this notion that there's six and a half billion people on earth and at any one moment, two thirds of them don't have enough food. And yet we feed, we raise, feed and kill 60 billion animals every year. For every one human, we are feeding 10 animals and not feeding the humans. Knowing that and then presenting that to someone over a candle at dinner, you know, I'm romantic like that. <laughs> Presenting that to someone and just watching them go, hmm, whatever, that really would get me, you know? Because, because from, a, from a worldview perspective, it's like we're all on a sinking ship and half of us are trying to bail the thing and the other half are going, well, whatever. A life raft will come along in a minute. I'm just going to chill till it gets here, you know? Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. Okay, welcome back or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This week's episode is the second episode I did this past week while traveling in London, and I am super excited about this one because it's with the very talented duo, Ivana Lynch and Robbie Jarvis, or as my younger siblings and the many Harry Potter fans out there know them as, Luna Lovegood and James Potter. Ivana and Robbie are obviously both successful actors, but they're also big vegan advocates, and they just started hosting a new popular podcast called The Chick Peeps. Uh, yes, there are other vegan podcasters out there, such a small category, but uh, they are uh, doing something similar to, to me and telling the stories of, of people living this lifestyle. Uh, so we have that in common and uh, really just instantly uh, connected around veganism and, and podcasting, so it was really cool. We talk about Ivana and Robbie's upbringing, uh, what led them to veganism, their experiences as actors in the Harry Potter films, uh, in the other works they've done, uh, dating as a vegan, the golden rule, why raising animals for food is not just an animal rights issue, but also a human rights issue. That's something I certainly did not know of before, you know, diving deeper into veganism, um, that it's not just about saving animals and, and treating animals um, the right way, but it also is a human's, human rights issue because of the amount of food we spend, food, land, uh, resources on feeding animals just so we can eat them. If we cut the animal out of the equation, we would almost instantly eradicate world hunger and um, a number of, obviously, environmental issues. Um, so, uh, we go into that a bit and we, uh, also go off the rails in, in a number of different directions, uh, and cover a lot more. Uh, we were in a cafe, so it might be a little loud. I apologize for that. Uh, there's definitely some background, uh, noise, but I think it came out great. I just really enjoyed getting to know Ivana and Robbie. They're not only obviously very talented and successful actors, uh, but they're just great people, um, and, and their compassion and love uh, for others in the world, I think, is very evident in this conversation. 
They're also just very down to earth, have a very uh, incredible sense of humor. Uh, Robbie was cracking me up the whole time, um, and I just had a blast, and I, I really hope you guys um, also enjoy this one. So without further ado, the amazing Ivana Lynch and Robbie Jarvis. All right, I'm here with Robbie Jarvis and Ivana Lynch. What's hey. up, guys? <laughs> of the uh, the two two of the amazing people behind the the new Chick Peeps podcast. Mm-hmm. We're here in what part of London are we in? North London, Camden. North King's London, Cross. yeah, King's Cross at some uh, cafe of sorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks very much for for linking up with me. First of all, pleasure. Um, I, I appreciate you guys making the time and. Uh, you guys already are awesome people, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited Flattery. to talk to you. It's so Flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah, it's really <laughs> nice to meet another vegan podcaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you said, very niche. Uh, a very yeah. niche. Uh, right. Yeah. We're here vegan to, is one we're weird here thing, and then being a podcaster is another. Yeah. 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 yeah, we were talking about, we were geeking out on some gear before this, and uh, yeah. 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 When you so, turn around, I'm going to nickel your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, for both me and, and people listening, could we just separately sort of get, like, background, life story sure. on both of you guys? Either, either one can, can start. And, uh, cool. Ladies yeah. first. Um, yeah, well, my name is Ivana, and I'm sorry, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> I should be better <laughs> You're for a host. You're a podcast host. I know, yeah. a but podcast I don't, and an actress. I don't <laughs> introduce myself. Um, yeah, I'm an actress. I'm from Ireland, 26, and um, I went vegan four years ago. I was vegetarian since I was like 11 because I really loved animals and I was really grossed out by the idea of eating them. And um, But then I think as I, uh, uh, just people start to question, as I start to speak out about my beliefs, people would be like, well, why are you not vegan? And mm. I didn't have an answer. So I start to read books and then I realized, oh, this is me. All this stuff that people are saying, that is what I believe. So um, yeah, I went vegan gradually. It was kind of difficult for me to give up a lot of foods had a weird relationship with food as many young women and yeah. anyone and, and men that and just men. don't admit it okay that's like true. myself that's yeah true. you, you just don't admit it as a guy yeah, yeah 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 that sensitivity um but yeah i had this weird relationship with food and anyway it, it uh, long story short i went vegan and that actually en- ended up helping how i see food and the podcast then happened we were on our sixth episode um robbie and i know each other through I, I, I did the Harry Potter films when I was 14. Robbie was on one of those. and um, I totally want to get into that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I just brushed over it. Like it yeah, was you a, just, yeah, you, you didn't. You, no. That wasn't yeah. a part of your, no, either, yeah. either of yours background. The, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess all kinds as well. We're in so, a cafe. but um, So, grew up in Ireland. Yeah. And then, how, I mean, what brought you to London? Um, oh God! I've got. Did you go so school in in Ireland? Or yeah, yeah. Like I went that, to then, the high school, as you would yeah. call it, um, in Ireland. And then, uh, you know, I was acting by then when I was fourteen onwards, and I wanted to continue acting. Found myself in LA. I was like, I'll go to LA for three months, and I just stayed five years. <laughs> yeah. So that <laughs> was like you're eighteen years old. You go out to LA. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I just learned to drive, yeah. and I I'd learned to drive on country roads, and I thought I'd be fine. And it was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scary being in a car. Trial by fire. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, then actually that's where I went vegan because it was such a you know a huge community. Yeah. People were very spiritual and very aware Everyone's of that vegan stuff. In LA. Yeah. No, they're not though. Yeah. No, but it's it is. Throw a stone, you hit a vegan. <laughs> Please don't though. Don't throw stones at vegans. That's um, bad. But yeah, that's what happened. And then uh, yeah, as I started talking a lot about my veganism and I became more passionate about the animal rights cause, I was getting lots of interest and I suddenly was like kind of a vegan celebrity and mm. I was like really confused by it because the people who were interviewing me I wanted to interview them and I was like interviewing you know 30 year vegans and I was like you have so much more wisdom to tell me and I realized that I have this platform because literally anyone we ask will say yes to do the podcast mm. <laughs> um, you say that you'll jinx it that's true yeah I know touch one um, and then we haven't asked we're afraid of asking some people yet because it's still we're learning to do this podcast but, yeah. but yeah. we've got to interview like Nathan Runkel from Mercy for Animals and Animal Equality yeah. and we interviewed um, a vegan bodybuilder last week two weeks ago Nimai Delgado Nimai Delgado yeah um, any time somebody asks me the protein question I send them his Instagram yeah. account that's I'm what like, we do yeah, yeah. I'm like thank you for doing this yeah. because I don't want to spend my life in a gym no. it's just not how I want want to live right. yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know he's, he's leading the way he's, he's leading the way all the rest so of us are awesome. too lazy yeah he's showing so that awesome. it's possible yeah. yeah yeah and the thing is he's an amazing i don't know uh, we actually had him on yeah on the pod. i don't know if you saw that episode yes yeah. such a cool episode because just listening to someone who's never had meat his entire life yeah and that's it's usually incredible. that's usually the thing like people say oh well they must that's have the built argument that, they built that yeah that's first, the argument and then they went yeah. vegan he's like nope he he had a like a shrine in his garden so yeah yeah he was raised buddhist so yeah no hindu Hindu, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's amazing. Just yeah. such a cool dude. So, so yeah, LA, so you're in LA, you start acting, right? That's mm-hmm. is that where you guys meet in LA? Nope. Do you want to tell your story? Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you hop uh, in, yeah, Robbie? Yeah, I guess I guess I intersect there, don't I? Um, okay, so I'm the complete opposite. I was virtually carnivorous until four years ago. Uh, I grew up in England, uh, started acting. Yeah, did one of the Harry Potters. Um, and had absolutely no compunction about eating meat, dairy. I was lactose intolerant, mm. but that's fine. I've since learned that I wasn't lactose intolerant. I'm just not a baby cow. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I always say that. I'm like, everybody, every human's lactose intolerant, first yeah. of all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this at you the You were time. like yeah. red alert lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gross, made me ill. Um, so never, never drank milk, uh, but had no issue with eating meat at all. Until I met this one. And oh, and you should tell a story. He told us on the podcast of Which how one? Um, your sister, his sister was vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that made sister, him think yeah. it was well, the she most She was kind of vegetarian-ish. Mm. She went vegetarian. I remember she watched a documentary about saving turtles. Yeah. And I'd been at Scouts. And I came home from Scouts and mum told me in the car on the way back, she said, now something's happened at home. And I thought the house had burnt <laughs> down. I was like, <laughs> his sister's gone vegetarian. I laughed all the way home. Because she was like she from the turtles, she, yeah, from the turtles. The turtles yeah. made her go vegan. She was like ten or eleven. Yeah. And um, but I say vegetarian-ish because we'd like leave sausages out on the side and come down in the morning, and two of them are gone. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it's hard when like, especially if like parent family, parents are yes. making the food, right? It's the family dynamic well, is so I tough. Guess. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> Give her the benefit of the doubt. I, did, I gave her no benefit of any <laughs> doubt at the time. Uh, yeah, I teach her most of something, and it's kind of one of those things. If one of your siblings does something, like. I don't know, she could have been a fighter pilot and I'd have said being a fighter pilot wasn't cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, sure. didn't, it didn't matter what yeah. it was. But if somebody else did, it would have been cool. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's gonna be, it's gonna yeah. come from somebody yeah. else. That's how family um, is, yeah. Yeah, it can't, it can't <laughs> come from the inside of the family unit. So I, I guess I and it wasn't even that I really cared about it. I just didn't have any particular particular feeling about it. And then when I started hanging out with Eve, we went out to uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. 
and we were on this trip, uh, Harry Potter related uh, yeah, convention. convention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we went round a working sheep farm, which is Hobbiton, which is where they do the Lord of the Rings. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was cool. cool. It's cool. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I was there to be geeky about Lord of the Rings, and yeah. someone was more interested in the fluffy sheep. There's lambs, like as we were driving up yeah, to Hobbiton. That's, that's what a baby sheep is. Beautiful little lambs yes. frolicking and playing, and and he was like cooing over them as much as I was. All right. Anyway, yeah. So we got we got halfway through. We went into the cafe like this, and um and it's lunchtime, and she turns to me, and says, "Well, what do you want for lunch?" I detected zero hint of a trap at this point. I mm. will say, <laughs> you're about to and eat I, lamb. I, I, I look up yeah. at the board and I go, "Oh, I don't know, uh, lamb burger." And mm-hmm. her little eyes just go wide and like fill with tears. Like, yeah. What did I say? What did I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cognitive dissonance. Totally. The ability to hold these two mutually exclusive mm. principles. I, I like animals. I care about animals. And yet, at the same time, nah, I can eat them. Yeah. Not a problem. And I forbade yeah. you from having that lamb. Yeah. I yeah. think you ate some kind of meat. I probably did. But, but, um, but so over the next few days, we had a series of um, robust discussions yeah about when, I was reading, <laughs> when I was reading the book a robust discussion <laughs> cute argument um, this is when I was reading the book Eating Animals <clears throat> yeah. mm-hmm. you know when you're very impassioned about something and you read a book and it makes sense and it tells you all the yeah. things you've already been thinking I, I had to share I just had to recite yeah. passages to him like on the plane between working yeah, totally. all the time lucky totally. me yeah. and, and, and he's a very logical brain but that, that, that's I thought that was why it was interesting because Eve went vegan because of her ethics, because of her passion for animals. Yeah. And I kind of went vegan. This is the honest truth. And vegans have ran out of arguments against it. Mm. I tried really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I mean, I spent hours and hours and hours Trying researching journals yeah. and finding good. And the problem was everyone I found who had an argument against veganism was a horrible human. No, <laughs> you know, no it wasn't hard. No, that's were, not true. That's no, not a just, nice they, they thing to just, say. They weren't, and that's okay. not a true thing to say. No, the people, listen, the people who were vehemently against veganism, mm. their ethics and their morals didn't align with mine. Yeah. And that is always a worrying, a worrying mm. signifier. You know, if, mm. if the people that you end up on the same side as you look at and you go, wait, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be motivated by big business or by macroeconomics. I don't care about that. Mm. All of a sudden you're going, hang on, I'm not one of you. I'm one of them. And that's when you take that step and you cross over. Subsequently, obviously, I found out that actually in terms of the biggest business, which is the planet, mm. <laughs> Agribusiness is the worst thing yeah. you could possibly be contributing to. <laughs> totally. um, but I didn't, yeah, all of that kind of came, came to me, yeah. drip, drip. So then I went, I flew home from New Zealand back to London and I think I texted you about three weeks later and I said, hmm, I haven't eaten any meat. Yeah. So what did, uh, so pretty much overnight, you, you just cut out meat at least, yeah. Meat went straight away, eggs took a bit longer, yeah. but again, it was just about learning. Yeah. It was just about, and I'd never had any milk anyway, so that, like, every time yeah. someone talks about vegan cheese, I've never had cheese, so <laughs> yeah. it wasn't really a lot. Yeah. And now <laughs> you're discovering cheese for the first time through yeah. vegan cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is something I find really interesting for our podcast. Sorry, I, I'm not meaning to repeatedly plug my own podcast I'm just saying <laughs> the chick peeps check out the yeah. chick peeps the chick peeps you got it wrong the chick peeps.com oh, anyway man. no my point is um, what I like is that he, uh, even just as activists he has a totally different view on it like you as I said you can argue him into this Whereas, so I try to reach people through their hearts because my belief is mm. that 
people only change when they feel something, when they experience it, when mm. it means something to them. Whereas Robbie is an example that that's not the only kind of person. Mm. Like you've kind of come to take it into your heart and really care for animals. Yeah. But first it was like, it was an intellectual thing. And yeah. you went vegetarian because you were like, no, I have no reasons against this. Yeah. I just find so that I, interesting. Yeah, yeah and I think and to, in, to complete that circle here, I was all health. Right. You know, oh, my, wow. my journey started all with health. Right, right. Yeah. And over kind of six months of changing what I ate. Yeah. Um, all of the issues since I was three years old that I suffered, gone, wow. right? That's and what, what, what happened with me was I was so upset that no doctor, no coach, no parent, no teacher told me that was yeah. an option. Yeah. Because I, I was the type of guy, I was, I was eating healthy before. I, I was sure. strict on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And... Just nobody gave me the option. I was always given the pill, the cream, the inhaler, yeah. the yeah. EpiPen, whatever it is. Because right? they make money off of that. Because they, don't they make, make money. money off of yeah. The, in of in the U.S., <laughs> it's it's not healthcare. It's sick care. Yeah. People get paid when people are sick. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's how the system's set up. There's an incredible yeah. guy who we're really hoping to get on the mm. on the pod in the new year called Dr. Garth Davis. Of course oh yeah. Know who right. he is. He's, he's the man. <laughs> he's the man. He's the man. Yeah. So he wrote Proteinaholic, and in it he has a wicked line about as far as a doctor in the states you're new, you're you're learning about nutrition is about how not to kill people with food yeah it's not about and how to keep them well yeah. with food it's about how not to kill them with it i've had a couple uh <clears throat> i've had a couple doctors on the podcast yeah and of their six to eight years of being in school and residency yep. literally one class yeah. and it's all about like getting adequate protein for your yeah. your patients so there's no it's all about you know Treating symptoms, it's not about getting to the cause uh, of yeah. what's causing the, the problem uh, in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So then, so then to tie that back together, then kind of once I got into a, I really believe not to get spiritual on your own. No, Robbie, go for it. Go for <laughs> it. But when I took the cruelty out of my diet, yep, I became just more open to things. Right. I I became, yeah. I yeah, and I became as crazy as it sounds more loving. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. to people around me, yep. to animals, wow. everything like that. And then it slowly trickled. So I think it's very hard for somebody, like for you, Ivana, the, right off the bat, the ethical thing was yeah. enough for you to make a change. Yeah. But I think people that are eating cruelty and eating, the, eating you know, unhealthy are not in the I right place personally to do that. And for me, it took getting to a place where that got out of my life, where I could step back and look at it. And I was in a good place you know, myself yeah. to and actually you, make that choice. Do you mean that, like, you felt it as an energetic shift? Or... A hundred percent, yeah. Wow, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That's yeah. what yeah. Um, we just interviewed. I told you uh, a lady called Ollie Wild, and she's all she was talking all about that, yeah. about how the spiritual community are far more open to veganism. Yeah, but that, that, that really yeah. ties in. There's, um, there's a type of intelligence test which measures your openness to ideas. Yeah. And so simply by going vegan means that you were willing to accept a, a sort of paradigm shifting new mm. idea into your life and as soon as you take one in yeah it proves that you're capable of assimilating all of these other ideas yeah so that's mm. a really good measure of finding out how open mm. someone is if they can go vegan like we were talking about this just before we started recording on the way down the the vegan community tends to be more willing to accept yeah. ideas which other communities might be more closed yeah, to. Right. Right. I love that. that's why because and they're open to ideas from the get-go yeah. they have to be or they couldn't have gone vegan I Agreed. And, and I don't like, 
talk about the energy and the spiritual stuff as much because you know I'm like this podcast is all about like normalizing veganism right, yeah, right. Yeah. and when you lead with that type of stuff right. people they get scared yeah they yeah. get scared <laughs> and they're like these are just a bunch of hippies yeah. right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I try I try to you know just tell basic stories as much as possible you're among friends just, here you can yeah, share yeah, yeah. with us yeah. I've got my <laughs> yoga pants on under my jeans it's fine <laughs> I love it yeah no I uh, I, uh, I gotta find a yoga class tonight I'm right. super jet lagged like it's been, it's been like, it's rocked me. You know, yeah. I haven't had like a bad coming jet back lag is in a worse. while. Come, I, I find yeah. coming from the States to yeah. the UK. Going out is great. Coming yeah. back is horrible. Yeah. So we sort of got the majority of, of backgrounds of you both, but can we get into the whole Harry Potter thing a little bit? Because sure. I know like my, I'm, I'm one of eight kids I, and my youngest sister is still, eight kids. you know, 14, 15. Wow. Um, and uh, when I was when I mentioned I was going to meet with you guys, she was like, "Ah, oh, Luna!" You know, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, this is awesome." Happens, so, yeah. um, so, for, so for people that that don't know, um, Ivana, you were Luna Lovegood in yeah. three or four of the movies, or um, uh, four, four, and then uh, Can't forget that. And then Robbie, you were um, James. James Potter, young yeah, James Potter. Harry's dad is a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, which which number? Order of the Phoenix. Yes, number yeah. five. Yeah. 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 So it was that's both of our first. That is where you guys eventually met, right? Originally, yeah. No, originally it wasn't met, yeah. though. We didn't meet there. We, we met the very first time we met was at a read through for. But I don't Phoenix. remember you, so it doesn't count. That does count, no. even though you we don't met, remember. We met. There was like a convention, a fan convention later on in Chicago. And then we met yeah. and yeah. became friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chicago yeah. was cool. So talk talk to me a little bit about that experience. Like, was that like for what, either her, of you? Was that me. kind of was <laughs> it? Her meeting me. <laughs> yeah, go on. Tell him all about how, how life-changing oh it was. <laughs> I love it. This is why our podcasts are so long. Right. Um, uh, Potter, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah Tell yeah. us about the experience um, just from, like, you know, an outsider looking into yeah, the whole, sure. you know, um, somebody who's fascinated about the whole kind of Harry Potter. I mean, it's just become so big at this mm-hmm. point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I was a huge fan too before I joined the film so I joined yeah. halfway into them on number five yeah um read all the books was obsessive fan used to write fan mail to all my then co-stars yeah. um and yeah I got the role at an open audition and I I think I like I loved it um everyone was so nice and so welcoming but mm. I I always felt awkward there I felt like I'm not a real actor I don't deserve to be here and that kind of way Um, and that wasn't anything anyone else did it was Mm. my perceptions Um, but I I always I loved like it didn't feel like a job it it didn't feel like work it was so much fun and the producers and everyone were so good to us Mm. they gave us time for schooling they never worked us too long Um, and it was just like yeah it was a lovely really great family and, and it's filmed over in London? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In yeah. Uh, Leafson Studios, where they now have the tour. And I yep. think they, they filmed the Fantastic Beasts films there as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, Robbie and I did not have any scenes, because he was, in, he was a flashback character, um, where I was current day Hogwarts. So, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Do you want to Robbie, share you, yeah, this? you want to you yeah, share? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess and, and, and the only I guess major difference was that uh, while well, she thinks it was good that she got to do schooling while she was doing it yeah. I basically became an actor to get out of schooling <laughs> of that was essentially the point that and get girls um, yeah. why else would you do yeah, of it of course of course uh, no yeah it was I, I, I'd already been working by that point so I'd 
done some TV before then, I had to, like a proper actor, go through series of auditions. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, a real one. Yeah. So what? Uh, what, what are some of the other stuff you guys have done? Just so. Uh, things people that might have seen um, in the US I guess for my US okay, audience alright so I did, a, I did a TV series about Harley Davidson the motorbike yeah, company yeah, yeah, called cool. Harley and the Davidsons nice, um, cool. about the formation of, of the motor company yeah so I can see you as a biker a biker no, guy man. I, I'd love to have been I, hey yeah. no Robbie always plays the, the baddies yeah the posh the posh I'm trying not to say anything yeah I know here. I was trying not to <laughs> swear as well yeah, the, the, the posh less than nice characters unfortunately yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually I've done a series of, of playing baddies nice. like, I complained about it on Twitter and someone uh, tweeted at me yeah but so does Sean Bean and I was like wow brilliant <laughs> perfect <laughs> anytime any, if anyone you know ever wants to, to flatter me in that way I'll take it yeah uh, yeah so yeah, yeah. I think it's your cool. face and it's your air also Robbie is like not posh but you would think he was because he lives in Cambridge my face yeah <laughs> That's the money maker. The face is the money maker. (laughs) And you've got like this blonde coiffed hair. You just look like an English gentleman. Okay. An English gentleman, I like yeah. that. That's yeah, I'll that's nicely it. put. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat had different words. For it. Go on, tell so, us about your other credits. Um, me, um, I've done mostly independent films, which I enjoy. I you got you get a lot more independence on those, yeah, yeah. strangely enough, and you get more responsibility as an actor. There's not like ten people checking do you have coffee, which is nice, which is kind of freeing. Um, I've done. A film I'm proud of, uh, My Name is Emily, which was one I did a couple of years ago with a friend. Um, I don't know if I want to promote any of the other ones. The play. <laughs> well, I'm doing a play. I did a play recently in London called Disco Pigs, and it is transferring to New York in January, February. So Awesome, Disco Pigs. Yeah, please come I'm gonna, see it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'll take my girlfriend over and uh, cool. we'll make a, make a weekend of it or something. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice. It's and yeah. New York Entirely is great for... Play. About dancing, <laughs> no, about dancing pigs. Not. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's well, we call ourselves pigs, but ironically, our characters eat. Um, they're fi- we don't. It's all yeah, yeah. mime, but they eat sausages and burgers and everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's the worst actually. I did a I did a, a play called Posh, and it's uh, like the big set piece in the play is this huge dinner that we have. This enormous mm. like eight course dinner. And they had to veganize everything on the table yeah. because we all swapped food at any moment. And because right. I was the only vegan in the cast, right. like they just couldn't use anything. Yeah. But, and yeah, the poor, I think the poor stage manager wanted to throttle me or tear <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. A, a tofuckin? But it's the non-vegan one, so it's a turducken. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's all of the different animals, one tof- bird stuffed inside uh, uh, another What is bird. it? What do you call it? I've had tofurky. Tofurky, oh my but god, no. you haven't to seen the pita. So, to fucking, it's a video. <laughs> Your listeners will know this. Yeah. It's uh. Okay, nice. Look up Thanksgiving vegan granny. She's like this foul method granny who just love like, it. Yeah. Tells I was gonna you have all. to put an explicit warning on this because no, you no, just said that hey. word like three times. No, we. That was a whole word. It wasn't the word. It's totally. It's, totally it's, it's, it's within there. We'll have to bleep that like it's that one. Syllable. I swear like, all the time on it. I swear all the time. So you're from. good. Yeah, term and feckin'. And yeah. it has a curse word in it, but <laughs> it's does, not yeah. a curse it's word. It's an actual place. There is a Saint Feckin. Yeah. Which amazing. He was having fun. Cool, cool. So you have to look up Vegan Granny. You're I will laugh I, your ass off. 100%. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah, okay. cool. Um, so back to sort of the veganism stuff here. What would you say it's done for you? So it's been four years now for both of you guys. What's uh-huh. it done? Like, has it changed aspects of, of your health, your life? Um, do you have any? So many vegan girls. <laughs> no, that's actually a lie. Right, that's, right, so that's a massive are you guys, lie. Question: If you would answer, are you guys both single? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, 
not to totally jump from my previous Which question. Where are but we going here, Pat? Buy me a drink first, for God's sake. So dating, right? So right. I'm at the point, like, luckily my, my girlfriend who I plan to marry is, is vegan. Um, luckily. <laughs> well, but I'm saying there was more but than luck. No, no, no. Not she doesn't even. know? No, no. What? She doesn't know he's vegan or she no, doesn't, doesn't know he wants to marry. She doesn't know you're getting married? No, 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 no. He I, said uh, plans to. Yeah, plans to. He's not just dropped it on the podcast. She knows. That she, she knows. Like, we're on the okay, 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 okay. Got it. But, uh, Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's somewhere listening to this going, oh my God, oh my God. No, but when it comes to dating, right, do you guys, like, I know, and I don't mean to sound like, you know, shut off or anything like that, but I personally just could not date or live with a non-vegan. I couldn't do it. Breach. Same way? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And to yeah, the so point, go to, and be smug. To, to, to the point where I actually, I will convince if I'm dating a girl and I like her, I mean, not like gun to her head. Yeah. Probably. But yeah, I'll, we'll go You'll bring out it for, up. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I'll just take her out to, to dinner at vegan places I mean, and we'll get chatting. I'm actually, I, I, yeah, I can be, I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say argumentative, but yeah, I can be persuasive when I want that to too. be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like to think it was their choice. But you know how you said you made your mum. Yeah, totally. You helped your mum. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I have a few people who I hope the one good thing that they got from dating me was they decided they to stop up eating. to yeah. it. Yeah, they opened yeah, yeah, up yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I absolutely because I just I, I think it it would be so incompatible mm. from a, from a worldview outlet. Totally. Like we just yeah. run out of stuff to say. Yeah, and there's you know? something again not to get back into energies, yeah, but there's yeah. something about other vegans that are just on your same wavelength. Totally. Um, now, see, I sure. would argue with this. Yeah, go this. on. Tell us. Tell because us. I, I recently got out of a relationship, um, a year and a half relationship, and he was a full meat eater. Didn't have any interest in veganism. Mm-hmm. He was respectful. We would go to vegan restaurants together. Yeah. He would even come along to, you know, I'd go to, like, charity galas, that kind of thing. But he just didn't have that relationship with animals, and he just was like, you do your thing, I do mine. And... Mm. It did annoy me. What annoyed me would be if he would make jokes about it. Yeah. And like jokes every now and then is okay, but repeated jokes, it was like, oh, you don't actually understand that this is a serious thing for me. Yeah. You, you don't be vegan lightly. You don't be vegan casually. Yeah. So that's when it would annoy me. But I would also say like, I mean, you don't fall in love with somebody for being vegan. You know, and I, I, yeah. I always I want you. to be with people who are different to present a different angle to me. Mm. And I feel like as much as I would have jumped for joy and danced around if he told me he was going vegan, I was also like, having this relationship and loving this person who sees the world so differently from me kind of helps me as an activist because it helps me see things through their eyes that this person is really loving and compassionate and sensitive, but animals are left out of that. And how do I talk to him? How do I make... And I felt there were times when I would make progress and I would Mm. know how to talk to him. Um, uh, But, you know, it's that thing like we're all on a journey and... You know, you wouldn't have been. Could, someone couldn't have talked to you ten years ago. You were right time, right place, mm, right I think person. You could have probably you done were ready it. for it. Well, I think you could have probably done maybe, it. Maybe, and maybe somebody else will convince as him. As persuasive as I am, you could sell eyes <laughs> to the Eskimos. So um, yeah, yeah, I think at least for me, like in Ivana, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, it's important to not stay in this kind of vegan bubble and yeah. only totally get information out. Chamber, yeah. Because you know, three years ago, myself, if you. You know, I had this perspective of veganism that was, you know, these bunch of hippie, animal-loving hippies, and I thought they were crazy, right? So maybe three years from now, I have some different view on things, right? So it's important to stay open like that. But for me personally, I just couldn't, for the person I live with, I couldn't couldn't do it. I know it. Just I couldn't have that 
in the house, I mean, you know, yeah. but absolutely respect and I think I think what you're saying. Cool I think there's boundaries, though. Like, there would be things like, and it's, it's again, it's cognitive dissonance and it's also speciesism yeah. of my own that I absolutely couldn't tolerate him eating lamb. I was like, yeah. no, draw yeah. the line at lamb. Yeah. But chicken, because it was something I'd grown up eating, whereas I'd never eaten lamb. And also, similarly, I have a cat who eats chicken and who eats turkey. Mm. So it's like these weird limitations yeah. that you have. No eating no cats. <laughs> yeah. So both of those are <laughs> off the table. Um, no, I was actually, no wearing fur. At one point he was talking about, I asked him that actually, I said, because he was in music and he would wear these weird things that pop stars stars wear. And I was like, what if you did a shoot and they give you fur? And he was like, mm, he kind of shrugged. And that really bothered me. Yeah. Because, you know, there are some baselines where you think compassionate people don't wear fur. They just don't. Yeah. But I, was, but, I, I think yeah. this kind of feeds back into what our question was earlier about the different angles of veganism. Yeah. Because you're motivating factor is animals yeah, yeah. whereas I, I, I've there the things that have really shocked me since going vegan the things that really stuck with me like the I've said it before on in interviews um, this notion that there's six and a half billion people on earth and any one moment two-thirds of them don't have enough food mm. and yet we feed we raise feed and kill 60 billion yeah. animals every year yeah. For every one human, we are feeding 10 animals yeah. and not feeding the humans. Yeah. Knowing that and then presenting that to someone over a candle at dinner, you know, I'm romantic yeah. like that. <laughs> presenting that to someone and just watching them go, whatever, yeah. that really would get me, mm. you know? Because, because from, yeah. a, from a worldview perspective, it's like we're all on a sinking ship and half of us are trying to bail the thing and the other half are going, well, whatever. Yeah. A life raft will come along in a minute. I'm just going to chill till it gets here, you know? Yeah. Do you know I what I know. mean? No, I know. And, uh, yeah, and just giving, like, I, I can give the U.S. stat on that. Yeah. It's like 70, over 70% of all grains we grow are fed to animals versus Bingo. humans. Yeah. And, Which is I mean, you could totally annihilate just with the U.S.'s production. Yeah. You could annihilate world hunger. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and if you cut the animal out of the equation. That's right? the one that gets me every time someone says, oh, you know, people say that veganism is right and they're yeah. sanctimonious and it's just a choice. And they only care about animals. If, they yeah, don't care about people. If you look yeah. at it from a purely animal rights perspective, mm. and you can do that, and I'm completely fine with that, I still think it's the only... Yeah correct morally correct option yeah but if you look at it from a global economic standpoint yeah a humanity standpoint it is binary yeah there's totally. right and there's wrong yeah and the right is feeding as many people as you can feed and the wrong is only feeding the rich people yeah like exactly. that's what it comes down to at a really really fundamental bottom line level so yeah from my perspective i'm with you yeah uh, i want to know where you got this v vegan lady from and <laughs> Did they make any others? <laughs> really? I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, I'll, I'll inquire in her uh, vegan, her Rolodex and vegan and I'll get back to you. Robbie a while ago for. was complaining about the lack of vegan women, and oh, I God. had heard about this website called Kale Date. Yeah, it's a vegan dating app. Yeah, and I was like, it had been. I think it had been in Vegan Life, and I was like, try it. Do Kale Date. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do any like dating. Yeah, I don't yeah, do so, any dating apps or anything like that. Yeah. So, so I made I made a really quick profile. Mm. I used like a, a stupid like headshot photograph. Yeah. Went on there. I found brace yourself three women in London uh, the only one within 15 years of me had purple hair and there's nothing wrong with purple hair but I wasn't looking for it at that particular time the other two were in their 50s so uh, so the, the guy I had on last night Louis Blake 
he's involved with somebody who is making in London a vegan dating app. Amazing. They have like ten thousand users and stuff. Oh wow, what's it called? So it's called it's called I don't know if it's uh, live yet, okay. but it's called Grays. I How think they're launching they it in 10, January. Thousand if it's not live yet. They have like beta users or whatever. Grays yeah, yeah. com is a, is like a, they send you snacks in the yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been something amazing. completely different. G R A Z E, I think is how yeah, they spell it. Yeah, that's what that. It's essentially the same thing what? as Tinder, but. Uh, but, uh, that's going to get really confusing. Vegan, but it's all vegan because you're going to get sent nuts in the post. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's like a there's like a food there's a food company in England called Grays G R A Z E, and it's like delivery? a mail order yeah, food yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 so that's going to be really confusing. Yeah. I ordered I ordered some nuts, and a, a girl covered in tattoos with Stop. with a nose ring showed up. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So wait, I have something to say yeah, though sure, on that, sure, sure. like about the vegan dating. I think, like, don't limit yourself as a vegan. Don't be like, I can only date vegans because that is how, like, the world changes yeah. by meeting people with different perspectives. Like, think of, you know, the Romeo and Juliet story. That's the famous love story. That they both ended up dead. They ended up dead, but their families <laughs> yeah. learned a very sobering lesson mm. that, like, it's not about separating ourselves mm. and hating each other from a distance and, yeah. and holding on to these things that we think are the truth. You know, yeah. it's so about loving of, each other for yeah. all our differences and trying to understand and respect each other and have that compassion. Right, so just to, just to yeah. round this out, moral of the story is if you go vegan with your partner and your family don't understand, kill yourself. <laughs> to put a wrapper on that, <laughs> that's fantastic. I think, I think that's fantastic. Cliff right, notes. Well. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Tried so hard. So, so to someone out there listening, right, that resonates with what we're saying, or or on on the vegan front, sure. um, not maybe on the dating front, um, yeah. but resonates with with the whole vegan message, right? And they're not there personally for whatever reason. What do you think? Like one step they can take, like first step tomorrow, right? That they can take to either align kind of their daily actions and eating patterns with with what they now you know believe or want to kind of head in that direction or get their health on nice. in order or whatever what's one like the first step for somebody for non-vegans yeah Do you wanna, no, you go first because you don't have an answer <laughs> um hmm, let me think um like a practice anything yeah anything whether it's cut out meat or 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 you know do research or whatever, you know? I would say the first thing to do, so this is if you have social media, Instagram especially, Twitter, Instagram's my favorite one, and Facebook. Follow a bunch of new vegans. That's one of the first things I did. I just, anything that had vegan in its name yeah. as a company, I followed it. Because you need to make it your new norm, mm. and you need to have community. We all need community. Yeah. As much as, like, it can be a source of, like, a, 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 a pride, and of empowerment that you're doing something counterculture against the grain, you will get lonely and you will start to doubt yourself yeah. because there are strong characters and especially in your family, people who know and love you, who will tell you, no, this is wrong, you're being daft, you're being radical. Yeah. So I would say you need to make it you, something you see every day as normal and the right way. And, you know, this is what every time we do a podcast and this is what we do and even talking to you it makes me more vegan it makes yeah, me be connected to that little voice inside myself that has been whispering to my whole life and that hasn't really been honored my whole mm. life so yeah follow all those people people who make it seem I would say this is the crucial thing make it seem enticing and inviting and joyful because I originally when I went vegan I followed all these like you know, the, the, the more People that are brutal protesting stuff. And, yeah, pro- yeah, protesting and angry. And that anger is useful, but when I first started following them, that was all I saw. Anger 
on frustration and pain and bitterness. Yeah. And as I say, I think those use, those emotions are useful, but not when you're first going vegan. Yeah. Because you have to make it enjoyable and sustainable and you can't you have to be doing out of love for animals rather than hatred for violence you know and yeah. that now as a longer term vegan i i do take in that stuff because it reminds me why i'm doing it and i'm able to tolerate the violence but when i first did it and i just first followed all those things it made it seem like this new lifestyle was about misery and you need to make it uh, about joy and love and mm. that's the way you'll make it your norm yeah awesome Awesome, that was well That's said. cool, yeah. Okay, all right. Firstly, I just want to touch on the way you framed the question because I really like that. that. That's something that I keep on reminding myself and I've actually started telling people when they ask me. The difference between, well, the, 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 the genesis, the, that journey that we're on, it's just about aligning your actions with your morals. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a yeah, huge power in that. No, and that, that's actually my advice. So mine regarding food is don't cut anything out. Mm. don't cut anything out at any point in the journey don't cut it out crowd it out Mm. incorporate more foods into your diet the challenge that I think people have I've heard so many people say oh I tried going vegan but I couldn't remove this or I couldn't remove that bring other things in first yeah so that was what I did I used uh, meat replacements vegan meat replacements initially Mm -hmm. and I added more things into my diet to the point where I just I've never missed anything. Yeah. I haven't missed anything at any point. I, I always think it's weird when people say, oh, I really miss this or I really miss that. Just find alternatives and bring them in first. Yeah. And then the more you eat them, the more you realize, actually, not only do I like this more, I also end up having more of a connection to my food and it aligns with how I feel about the world that you just don't miss anything. Yeah. Because there's so many options. It's so easy for us to be vegan now. There are so many great things out there for us to choose from. Yeah, don't, don't treat it as this Spartan sort of uh, kind of a Calvinist approach of cutting yeah. things out add more in crowd out the the, the animal products from your diet so yeah. you don't notice yeah abundance rather than sacrifice yeah yeah I always say like you when I went you know plant based I opened up my my world to a, all these foods that yeah. I never knew even existed all these amazing vegetables and fruits and all these mm. things that mm. I lived in that meat and dairy breakfast lunch and dinner world and it's a tiny category at the end of the day all the other options we have are such way bigger thousands and thousands of options yeah Mm. um so i think a lot of people think that they're going to be limiting themselves and it's going to be restricting yeah but they just live in that meat and dairy world and i was there you know three and a half years ago and yeah you just need to broaden your horizon so i like that don't cut anything out just bring new new stuff in and eventually you'll start to eat the things that make you feel crowd good, out, hopefully. You know, crowd yeah, crowd out. out. Yeah. yeah, I like that. What would be yours? What do you tell people? Um, I, I often say educate. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's just like mm-hmm. I, I give them, hey, just promise me you'll watch Forks Over Knives or you'll watch, sure. you know, um, you know I, I generally that lead with one, health. what's it called? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, Cowspiracy or oh, any of these, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I usually say educate yourself. If people are like, really pushing how can I you know take a step like food wise yeah. I always advise for dairy first yeah um, I'm like it's easy like now we live in a time in the US and I think here too you know it's as simple as moving your hand from the left to the right at the grocery store yeah, for, exactly. for dairy it's yes it's from real milk to, to yeah. soy milk from real milk to uh, you know almond milk or yeah. whatever same with cheese same with every 
every dairy. So that's what I encourage first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, education, because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's going to stick with it long term unless there's kind of that, that bigger why. They and the thing is, it doesn't, exactly. yeah. I also yeah. think it's quite important that people who are just joining that, that community know that it doesn't have to define you. Mm-hmm. You know, we we, yeah. we just went to a, a little cafe, uh, which didn't really help that myth because it was just called vegan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to label yourself as vegan. Yeah. You know, you like you see all these people on Instagram. They're called vegan bodybuilder. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't you don't have to do that. It doesn't have to be yeah. a brand you wear on your yeah, forehead. Yeah, you can still be Amen. the exact Amen. same yeah. person exactly. you always were. Yeah. And that's just one facet of it. I you don't have to shout it. Yeah. yeah. I, love, yeah. Shout I love meeting people who who if they've only if they've known me for a bit of time and then someone else will tell them they're vegan they're like, what yeah i had no idea yeah well, good that's or cool or they'll be like yeah. oh it's so not you yeah you Does should yeah you? You i sh- never get that by should, the way no, of course you're not. like you're you're a cookie cutter you're, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're <exactly>. that person. <laughs> blonde yogi actress living in la you couldn't be more vegan no, if you weren't it would be weird so um but yeah I, and i i think that's super cool I, and the thing is it, it doesn't it doesn't have to affect anything in fact i for work and stuff I do have to go to the gym a bit yeah. and I found I got stronger and like physically yeah. bigger after I went vegan yep. and that's the coolest thing I love when guys come up to you in the gym and they're like oh how do you do this or how do yeah. you do that and you get chatting to them and then they find out you're vegan and you just see their jaw hit the floor yeah, man. how do yeah. you manage you know it's, which I think is cool and you totally. know what I will totally. say something about a question you asked earlier which we didn't really answer because we went off on a tangent about how it changes Us? you yeah tangent. yeah that's, that's what I wanted to get back into yeah right. yeah um, I will like because I don't think you were you always went to the gym but I think because you went vegan you suddenly became more mindful because everyone was telling you oh you're gonna lose weight oh you're not gonna have the right nourishment I think it and it certainly that's one thing it profoundly changed about me made me more mindful about everywhere I was getting things Mm -hmm. and it made me connect with people more because like uh, especially you know for me being in my industry and just even just being a girly girl fashion and beauty is important to me and I suddenly had to be like where does all this stuff come from yeah. and I had to go to the more the smaller independent labels and a lot of the time like they'll be the, the people who are selling them or the people who make them and that was really nice to be like oh there's not this weird sense of hierarchy in this mm. fashion industry because they're doing it out of compassion and, and ethics they're not doing it out of I'm better than you kind of fashion right. and it was really nice to uh, yeah, be mindful, connect with people more. I don't know, it just was more more authentic sense of living. And, and I, I've just, just as I was saying, back to that point, I really noticed in you, I think you became more mindful about your gym and your eating because you were like, I want to represent veganism well. Totally, uh, actually, that was what I was about to say. Pat, I know, because yeah. I stalked your Instagram before before we came on, and I know I know you care about the gym, you're in great shape. I appreciate feel, it. I, well, <laughs> uh, I feel that, actually, as soon as I went vegan, it sort of gave a higher purpose for it. It, mm. was, it. it wasn't, I mean, it's still fairly self-serving, but it wasn't entirely self-serving yeah. anymore because I wanted people who, who were curious about going vegan to be able to go, oh, well, you know, okay, so you don't have to be skinny and eat totally. only lentils. Totally. You know? Yeah, what, what's happened with me is, it's weird, like, it, it's kind of come full circle for me, like, um, you know, I played American football in college, is 15, 20 pounds heavier yep. than I am now, and... Um, have always spent countless hours in the gym. Yep. Now, since I've gone vegan, I want to be weirdly like want to be more in nature. Right. I want to like be doing more like yoga and things like mm-hmm. that. But to your point, like now that I kind of have this platform and, and talk about veganism, it's like it gives my gym sessions purpose. Although yeah. I don't really want to like lift anymore. Yeah. Like it, it's just I don't care about kind of 
yeah. looking huge anymore right, or anything right. like that. But I enjoy having a bigger purpose and being an example to other people and, and to yeah. kids especially. And, and it's, a challenge, yeah. it's a challenge to that perception, mm. you know? 100%. Actually, speaking of yeah. American football, there's someone, like, dream guest for me is Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, you, yeah, he's, he's an American football player who went vegan. Yeah, see you later. Um, he, he <laughs> went, just I don't hate it. I just have nothing to say. Well, that's okay. Uh, he... Uh, yeah, he went. He went vegan mm. and uh, also started a social justice movement at yeah. the same time. Yeah, and has taken so much flack. But oh, is that the guy? Yes, that he's vegan. Yes. Oh my yeah. god, that's great. And and the thing is, it it was really it's almost insidious the way public perception changed to him, and they sort of went, oh well, of course he's gone. You know, I don't know if you yeah. saw those pictures of him in the off season. So during the off season, obviously you're not training as hard. Most guys put on weight. Yeah, right. But he lost some weight. Yeah. And everyone got all these photos of him out with his girlfriend, like, oh, he's gone skinny because he's vegan. No, he's gone skinny because he's not in the gym every single yeah, day because exactly. it's his off season. Yep. But this this idea, this 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 myth, this fallacy that because he'd gone vegan he wasn't able to, yeah. to be huge anymore. Totally. And, and I always say like you know, I, I spent twenty four years of my life being yeah. a meat eating guy that worked out like a maniac. Yeah. And I once I went vegan, I am able to gain muscle faster, yes. right? Yes. I'm able to recover faster. Yes. I mean, I, I sleep better, yes. you know, like all these things that you contribute that to you getting after yeah. a workout as well. Like you, yeah. yeah, you do, you do feel, and I don't, I don't even take like plant-based protein powder or anything. I'm hundred percent right. whole foods. Like yep. don't do powders anymore or anything like that. Yep. And my body's ability to put on muscle as a guy yeah. and maintain lean, yes. that lean figure is yes. insane. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. And again, one of those things I go back to and I'm like, slightly pissed off nobody ever told me that you know like I was always playing sports you know in the US it was always lean meat got milk question mark yeah right that's that's all to this day what kids growing up you know playing sports are told uh, which which is tough, but um, yeah. Yeah. that's what we're fighting against. We're fighting against everything that you've ever been told. Yeah, yeah, you're de-brainwashing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. that's what I always say when people go vegan and they have, you know, they f- that they they fall off the wagon or something like that. I'll, I'll always be like, be gentle with yourself and be patient and don't give up because of those things because you're undoing for most people two decades plus worth of brainwashing yeah. of society telling you this is right and what your heart is telling you just ignore that that's yeah not what totally and that's actually a really important be. thing to consider for new vegans as well because yeah. there will be people in your life who will not only not accept mm. your decision but they will resent you for having made mm. it because mm. it they they, it they, they question yeah they well no they, they're so methods, entrenched yeah. in what they're doing they see it as an affront to them yeah. like mm. so many people every yeah. time you post something on instagram i actually have had a few replies like this we post something about veganism and someone comes to your post and starts telling you how great their dairy meat eating lifestyle is yeah. I'm like buddy I didn't come Good. to your house Don't and tell you about this yeah. like yeah you, yeah. Yeah. you do you stay in your lane I'm doing me you yeah. know yeah. Yeah. Like, stay in your lane so yeah. <laughs> am I do you think I'm too white to carry that off does that not work you whitened it up there. Did I? Yeah. Good. Okay, is that, is stay that, in your lane. Stay, <laughs> I like it. Stay in your lane, dear listener. Um, no, I, I think I think it's that idea that you you're not you're not trying to push this on anyone. Mm. The, the the people like Eve talks about attractivism mm. as opposed to activism. I like you make that. them come to you. You make it look cool. 
and fun mm. and fit and energetic and full of energy and full of love. And then people and then will make yeah make people say what what's he doing? What's she doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there but there will there will always be people in your life who will see it as 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 an yeah. affront to their own way of living. Definitely. Can't it do is, anything with those people. Not to cut you off, but it is 4.30. Uh, right. Are you guys, um, can I ask one uh, more question? Uh, or uh, yeah, um, or do you guys need to go? It's cool. No, 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 no. We can, no, we can, we can, do, can do another question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just ask yeah, the last no, one no, that no, I do, ask everybody. So we're, we're winding down on time here, guys, so I'm going to let let these two go. But um, last question for you guys. My, my brand, this podcast, is called Eat Green, Make Green. I believe that eating green, eating plant-based, living a vegan lifestyle puts me in the best position, selfishly, to succeed at whatever it is I do in my life. I also believe it's the right thing to do. Um, and whatever my goal is at any particular time is how I kind of define the make green portion of that. Right. So I would ask you guys, what does make green mean to you? Why do you ultimately live plant-based, live vegan lifestyle? Okay, all right. Um, so the make green idea, I suppose for me at the moment, is about making more people green. Mm. You know that idea that it takes one candle to light a thousand? Mm. I have always felt like there was another purpose for me, besides just acting. Because that whole industry, it kind of end up navel-gazing mm. quite a lot. Mm. It's very self-obsessed and it's very insular and a lot of your focus has to be, rightly, on moving yourself forwards. Mm. And if you're not really careful, I think that's why artists often are susceptible to addiction and stuff like that, because you spend so much time with yourself focused on yourself. Mm. Whereas having gone vegan and then realized that actually it was something that I really wanted to share with people from a positive standpoint, and like you, talk about the benefits for it, that has now become a real passion, a real fire. We only spend two days a week doing our podcast at the moment, but it's one of those things that they're kind of two days I really look forward to mm. because it's an opportunity not only for me to learn and grow myself, which I'm predisposed to liking anyway. I love education and learning, but it's an opportunity for me to help other people through that journey. Definitely. So for me, yeah, Make Green is helping make the world green, I think. I love it. Right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I would say for me, it's a, kind of what I touched on earlier about uh, this connection with everyone, everyone having, it, considering each other, that just because we're all, um, you know, animals are the most different from us that we can possibly to be. Like we, we prejudice against people for their tastes, for their sexuality, for their race, for, I don't know, their mental capabilities, whatever. And animals are just another form of that kind of another few degrees more removed from us. And I think if we can have compassion for animals and, and feel their pain as our pain, I just feel like our, that, that really opens us up as people to having compassion for fellow humans. Um, and I, I think, I suppose for me, the, 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 that, you know that golden rule that is in most religions, pretty much all religions, um, from the Christian point of view, it's do unto no tr do unto others of yeah how you treat your would neighbor as do, yourself down onto you yeah yeah, yeah. um and I I love that I, I think when somebody looks at you with love um the way you want to be loved it's so healing and transformative like and I know this from 
during my teenage years when I struggled so much with my self-image and self-worth and I thought I was worthless and I hated myself and anytime I would meet that, that person who was able to love me as I was and not judge me and not expect me to be different and not even have to fully know me, it was so, it was just hugely transformational and mm. um, it, yeah, healed me and I think that that's what the world needs more of, that that kind of love and understanding and compassion and I think veganism as you say it really it broadens you that way spiritually it makes you think of others that way and it makes you think you know you meet somebody who has a very different view and you step into their shoes and you see the world as they see it and you understand like even not to get all political but when I see people ragging on you know Donald Trump Mm. for one who is obviously a very polemic figure it's like why don't you ask why does he feel this way? What has made him so full of hate or prejudice or, or made him so selfish? And how can you speak to somebody, speak to the little boy in him that was you know, brought up that way and relate that way? And I mm. think veganism really makes you uh, take yourself outside of yourself and put yourself into somebody, an animal, for example, who is so different from you and care for them and love them. I'm going to stop because I could just ramble. Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you both. This has been amazing. We didn't get into a ton of the Chickpea stuff. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. it's fine. But no, your, your podcast, The Chickpeeps, uh, everybody uh, go check them out. Thank you very much, thank guys. Thank you, man. you so this much. Is awesome. Awesome. It was so fun. Great chat. For those that are interested in adopting a plant-based lifestyle, you're in luck. That's what I do. I work with men and women all over the world to adopt this lifestyle, to heal inflammation, to get off their medications and treat their health at the source, which is with diet and lifestyle. My program called Seven Weeks for the Rest of Your Life is designed to teach you exactly how to transition into a healthier lifestyle. And I give you all the tools, all the resources, everything you need to adopt this lifestyle and apply it to your life for years to come. For more information on my course, pop over to eatgreenmakegreen.com slash coaching. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great week. <music>